Welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Crossroads. I'm Gav. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Crossroads, our dreams change, but our friendship is forever. Well, hey. I'm not so sure about that one. I would say that that is probably the most appropriate tagline that we've read out yet, but anybody who listens to this show on a regular basis will know that our friendship barely manages to survive, yeah. <laughs> survive 60 minutes yeah, each week. We're on thin ice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, though, if you've never heard this show before, then climb aboard as we take you on a coming-of-age road trip. Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some questionable impressions, some subpar xylophone effects, some sound effects, and a lot of banter. So this week's film, as I said before, is Crossroads. Wow. That was uh, pretty much an accurate representation of that that film. (laughs) Oh, come on. Come on. Too soon. Uh, So... This will be a very spoilerific episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, you can either listen to this episode after you've watched it, it's available for free on YouTube, although I don't know if I should be alerting you to that fact. <laughs> um, if anybody asks, I highly recommend that you check it out on Blu-ray first, um, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by Joel, which we will highlight in the comments section below. I meant to say, so Crossroads, is it Britney Spears, or is it Britney's Speared? <laughs> That's, let's just move on and oh, forget you know that. What? <laughs> I'm just trying something new here. What do you bring to the table? Nothing. Right, anyway, right. So, I'm, so, I'm so angry already. Anyway. Ouch. Right, before we go on, our last film on trial was Mystery Men. That, you know, that's the closest thing I can find to a shovel or, or, or a fork or anything. Um, so, Joel, you judge that film and you deem that it should be placed on the shit list. You've since gone away and watched the film. So did you make the right call? Yeah, I think it did. I think it it's pretty terrible. And one thing that confused me and, uh, you know, something that I paid big attention to during the arguments was that superhero films weren't even really a big thing at the time when it came out. And it just didn't make any sense to even make that film. And it was just a mess. The whole thing was just a mess. And it wasn't funny, as Alex said. I think Dave made one or two good points, bless him. But it, it is a shit film. Okay, I mean that's Skating. pretty pretty damning. That I will remind you that it was me who made those those good points. But you know what I mean? It's like hate you that much to agree with me. <laughs> you had to pretend Your arguments are just so forgettable. Oh man! Anyway, right. So <laughs> got, you've got your back there. If anybody agrees with that, you probably want to fast forward this episode. <laughs> anyway, before we go into the bulk of the show, I think it's time for a little bit of news. I don't know what, what that is. I, I, I can only imagine it's meant to be a Britney Spears tune. No, it's but not, it's not, it's not, it's not. That would have been that would have been the good thing to do, Ozzy. To be fair. No, no idea. You couldn't is have that gone Blazing with... Squad. Crossroads by Blazing Squad. To be honest with you, I was I was in the car on the way down here, and Kat said to me, "When Gav's doing his Biffy Xylophone bit, tell him to do Crossroads by Blazing Squad." I was like, "Nah, we got we got a whole back catalogue of Britney to pick yeah, from. Yeah. I'm not going to mention that." Yeah, yeah, we do, and I honestly do not know why I didn't just pick an easier Britney Spears <laughs> song to play. Is there a chance we just alienated over half of our audience? Yes, by, definitely. Um, so all three of them. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know who, who Blazing Squad are, it's a collection of bell ends from the noughties um i think they probably 
Everton. It was a, a school of bellends. School of bellends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He released a few rap songs. One of them being Crossroads. Check it out. Watch it along with the Britney Spears film and see if they sync up. That might be a good challenge. <laughs> anyway, so what we do here is we go around and we talk about the most newsworthy topics of the week. Starting with, so the first official trailer for Joker was released uh, last week, and the sound of fanboys creaming in their undies was heard all over the world. Oh, Jesus. So. So well, that's one of the longest we've gone in recent weeks without a... Um, that's not easy, Aussie. Without turning blue. Yeah. <laughs> just, just Gab. Gab's uh, gone. I think it's the appropriate term. Gab is gone. Without turning white. Anyway, um, what, what, what's it all about, essentially? Is it in the DC Extended Universe? Is it not? Is it a Joker origin story? Or is it just about some lad? Dave, fill me in here uh, and obviously uh, tell me about the film as well. Um, <laughs> all I can really tell you is what I've gleaned from the trailer, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it, yeah, it just basically fills in the backstory of what we presume is the Joker. There's a few people saying online, oh, maybe it's not the Joker. Maybe it's uh, like a copycat sort of thing, you know, like years after the Joker's been along. But it's, it's hard to tell from the trailer, I think. I think it's going to be the Joker. I mean, the film is called Joker. That would be a bit of a cop-out if it turned out to be a fanboy. So I think this is going to be the Batman supervillain. It, it looks okay... Um, I'm not overly excited about it, to be honest with you. And I've got some serious misgivings about the project anyway. I just don't think we need to know the Joker's backstory. I think the mm. mystery that surrounds the character is what made him one of the most compelling comic book villains. I think they should have let, let this one be, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I originally read a report a while ago that it was not going to be in the DCEU and that it was a standalone film. And then I read one uh, a few weeks later from Todd Phillips, who's the director, to say that, yeah, it is going to be. And then I saw a breakdown of the trailer and there's a scene in the trailer where the Joker puts a smile on the face of a young boy and that young boy is supposed to be a young Bruce Wayne. So if that's the case, then if it is in the DCEU, I mean, how old is like the Joker supposed to be in this trailer? So it's how old could Joaquin Phoenix feed? Uh, early 40s, maybe. So early 40s. Yeah. yeah. How old would you say that um, Ben Affleck was in Batman vs Superman? Late 30s. Like 30s, okay, so should we, how old would you say the kid was? Nine, maybe? So say 30 years later. 10 at best, yeah. And then Jared Leto was about 30, so I just think the ages and the time. So the Joker could be in his 70s. What if if the Joker is that good a villain? He's actually got a time machine, and that's why he's just perpetual. Maybe he's not a real guy, maybe the Joker is just, maybe Batman is actually just mental. (laughs) 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 It's like Fight Club all over again. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. So I've just fucking ruined it for everyone there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the Joker's in his mind. I, I thought the trade looked all right. It reminds me of a little bit like a taxi driver. Um, sort of mm-hmm. that darker, edgier Chris Nolan style superhero film. Mm, it's okay. I'm I'm not sitting comfortably On the fence. Yeah, yeah, on the fence. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Okay, so sticking with trailers, that creaming noise intensified over the weekend as the first official trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker was released. The, the length of that head shake that Dave just gave me there after I mentioned cream and again, that was ridiculous. That lasted for that entire speech that I just did. Who are, anyway. these, who are these jokes for? I thought this time it was because of the, uh, the trailer for Star Wars. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, So um, it, it looks visually very impressive. And there are appearances from franchise favorites, Carrie Fisher and Billy D. Williams, and also a very ominous laugh at the end. So, I, I, Joel, I think everybody knows uh, how much of a big Star Wars fan you are. What's going on with the trailer? Um, it, it's, it doesn't give much away, uh, the, the first trailer. But, you know, the, the first time I watched it and I heard um, what is Palpatine's laugh at the end, I thought, okay, you know, that's pretty exciting. And then five minutes later, you know, I was just a little bit angry. I was like, why is that even there? You know, I don't think anybody was theorizing that Palpatine 
you know, could possibly be in this one. Obviously, we knew Luke would be back as like some type of force ghost. And I suppose it's, you know, it, it goes to reason that uh, the dark side characters can do that as well. But I just think it would have been so much better if you'd have just been sat in the cinema and, you, you know, that would have happened rather than mm. getting it on the trailer. I just do not understand why that was there. Maybe it's to get people hyped again after the amount of fans and disappointed people they had after episode eight. As, you know, as much as Rian Johnson may not want to admit it, he did turn a lot of people off. Um, so maybe it is for that reason. But, you know, I... As I say, it, it made me a little bit angry, and I think it was uh, a, a little bit of a missed opportunity. So, what is he going to be a force ghost? Is he going to be still alive? Maybe is or what is it going to be like a sort of prequel sort of thing? As in, like it's going to be a flashback? Maybe. Well, I mean, technically, you don't see him die. Do you? he just gets thrown down the um, down that? the shaft and <laughs> the shaft yeah. isn't there isn't there a big explosion see look you hesitated but that was the exactly the right <laughs> word to use right but essentially isn't there like a massive explosion after he is thrown down this shaft there is a massive explosion and then the space station is blown up as well so it's kind yeah. of a yeah it, uh, but then again i mean look at solo with yeah, the don't, don't don't look at solo of darth maul don't who look at solo. not yeah. only fell down a big shaft himself <laughs> but was uh, cut in half <laughs> bisected and he's still there with spider legs no less yeah. well we don't know he's got spider legs we're just assuming that because of the other the other stuff aren't we true yeah because we watch wild wild west yeah, yeah. and you know i've put two and two together yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's <laughs> got to be spider legs if it isn't i think there's going to be more disappointed fans um, so, so yeah, so I mean, it, it's, it's, it's quite hard to kind of guess what's going to happen there. But as you said, the, it's a bit of a spoiler, isn't it, to have that in there. But then again, trailers are just getting really lazy these days. As you said, I think it would have been much better. Similar to um, a Rogue Story, Rogue, Rogue One, sorry. It was a Rogue Story as well, to be fair. I, but, like Rogue, I really liked Rogue One. No, but I'm saying the trailer. So oh. the reveal of Darth Vader in the trailer, I think that would have been so much better if oh, yeah, during yeah. the film it would have been like, oh shit, Darth Vader's in this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, anyway, just, I think they're just spoiling it a little bit. I think it's to tease fans in, but it's Star Wars. You don't need to tease them in, I don't think. The weird thing with episodes nine... I'm actually, you know, more interested in the villain, Kylo Ren, than I am Ray, And I think quite a lot of people feel the same, actually, that Kylo Ren's a much better character than the central characters are. So it's it's a weird feeling going well, That's kind of like film. the main Star Wars, though, isn't it? Like, Darth Vader was a better character than Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but I think you always wanted Luke to win, or at least I did when I was growing up. Um, but here, but that's because you, you were a kid. W- now you're older. You're I more cynical. Still... You hate the world. <laughs> Break the system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I do after episode eight, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, as you may have heard at home, we do not have Alex with us today. He's uh, living hey. at large in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bit harsh. To be fair, we haven't because told Alex you told me to do it at that exact point. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex isn't here, we could do a rock news. But I don't know whether we already talked about it. Did you see that he's got um, his wrestling mate in for Hobbs and Shaw to be his brother? Oh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is like weeks and weeks and weeks old, but I don't suppose anybody cares anymore, do they? Yeah, by the time this episode goes out, it's all going to be weeks and weeks. Yeah, I I think we've already spoken about it, Roman Reigns. We probably have, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, mate, see, that would have been the perfect opportunity. <laughs> if you would have discussed this during, you know, that little discussion we have at the beginning of the recording to say yeah. what we're going to say. then We'd then... have known not to do that, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. A little letting to behind the, the curtains there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and just like the Wizard of Oz, you know, they're sort of disappointed with what they find. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for that, Aussie, for, for nothing, essentially. <laughs> um, so Alex isn't here, so that means that the film feels is going to be handed over to our lovely Captain Dave this week, so... Wow, that that is pretty impressive. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. As you know, the the sort of trumpet that we have at the beginning is representative of the person who's delivering film feels. So that, that's why Alex's is just so paltry in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like to think so. I like to think so. Uh, yeah, so film feels. We're doing uh, Britney Spears. I think this was her debut movie. Cross. She made another film since this, actually, for that matter. I say um, debut film. Wasn't she in Gold Member? Maybe. It's irrelevant to my film feels anyway, to be perfectly frank. My film feels is, who's your favourite musician turned actor? Or I say turned actor, who had a go? Who, who tried? <laughs> who had a go? Who tried? Um, okay, so Ooh. Ice Cube? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think, I think I, I, I actually really like Ice Cube. I think some of his uh, film performances have been really good. I really like uh, Ride Along and the uh, um, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, both good. Korean Jesus. Um I <laughs> I thought um it it would be well my my wife would forgive wouldn't forgive me if I didn't say David Bowie I think um but also I want to give an honorable mention to uh, Justin Timberlake you know I, I think some of the stuff he's been in has been really quite pleasant compared to a lot of the other shit pop stars like Rihanna quite pleasant <laughs> <laughs> the guy can act I'll give you that one thank you thank you guys Austin um I mean, I was thinking David Bowie, but then um, I didn't think he was all that good in... So I didn't think he was that good in uh, Labyrinth. And then I really didn't think he was that good in... What's the other one? The really weird one? Labyrinth 2. No, the, he's like a spaceman. <laughs> the man who fell. man who fell from... from uh, to yeah. Earth, yeah. Yeah, that was... I mean... That was just a shit film, though, wasn't it, really? To be honest, mate, this is borderline sacrilege that you're saying right now so we're yeah. going to move swiftly on from you yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw Tom Waits into that I think the man can genuinely act and uh, yeah I know more about his acting career than I do his music career so I'm going to say Tom Waits I think we've also got to mention Cher as well got an Oscar got an Oscar she's probably the most successful probably oh, what yeah what about yeah. Lady Gaga she got an Oscar didn't she she got close she got oh, nominated yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that her performance was pretty decent to be fair especially who I criminally underrated I don't think they they actually did many I think it was they only did the one was it Diana Ross um she um was in Lady Sings the Blues as um oh uh, I've forgotten now <laughs> Billy Holiday <laughs> Billy Holiday yeah well yeah. done Dave <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um, yeah and uh, so her performance was absolutely fantastic in it and there was a bit of a, an issue whether she could be nominated for an Oscar or not there's a lot of people in the film industry saying no she's a singer she's not actually registered as an actress she shouldn't be nominated and I think it was a travesty that she wasn't yeah honourable mention of Meatloaf as well by the way <laughs> he's not like he, he didn't, he's not given any great performances but I just like him <laughs> <laughs> right well thank you very very much for that Dave okay so without further, uh, further hesitation hold on wait what Will Smith Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I get probably the most successful yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy really is an actor now. Yeah. But was, he, was he an actor before? He, uh, oh, I, I thought d- he was a rapper first. I'm th- going to say musician first, you know. I, I could be wrong. He was a rapper first. I think he was a bit like Ant and Dec. 
It, okay, people like do just, say that Will Smith is the US invasion of Ant and Deck. Is that what they say? <laughs> they do. Says um, Ant and Deck. <laughs> as in, like, he was in a TV show first and then moved into music oh, and then okay. moved into film. Oh, I thought... Since it, when I did Ant and Deck move into film? They did Alien Autopsy, all right. Yeah. And um, Love Actually. And Love Actually, yeah. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Get your facts straight. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> Thanks for that. Ozzy. No, no worries. Yeah. No worries. Good, good show, to be honest, yeah. Um, Okay, so on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is Crossroads. You suck! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe in America. Ooh. (laughs) Anyway, it's uh, it's been picked out of the hat at random, and it was suggested to us by another one of Captain Dave's friends. Uh, Third week in the space of a month, I think this is. uh, Yeah, yeah, they're... uh... They're kind of ruling over us at the moment a bit. So if anybody wants to get a film put on trial, just become friends with Dave first, essentially. (laughs) Uh, All of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So acting as defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be me. I'm a bit like Britney Spears circa 2003. I'm toxic. Which is true. Yeah, fair enough. Um, in the role of prosecution, trying to get this film placed on the shit list is Ozzy. Ozzy's a bit like Britney Spears circa 2007. Oh, no. I know where this is going. Should we just skip ahead? Bald. No, he's bald. <laughs> and we're all worried about him. Uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Now, just like real court advocates, Ozzy and I will be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our real opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our genuine thoughts. Now, in the role of character witness and lending his genuine opinion to each argument is Joel. Joel is a bit like Britney Spears circa 1999. He drives me crazy. Hey. <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I meant it in like a bad way, you know, like a video me. Still. <laughs> Which means this week, Dave has the most important role as he will be played, but he'll be playing the judge. Um, Dave is just like Britney Spears circa 2007, I think. Uh, no, 2006, I'm lying to you. Okay. Um, he looks like he belongs in a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. <laughs> now, Dave must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Which is good because he has never seen Crossroads before. No, I haven't got a clue what it's about. You're missing out a huge part of your life, mate. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, so before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a better idea as to what this film is about and spin the wheel of impressions. Oh, God. So here we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters of the film. This week it has landed on me. So, uh, ooh, what, what, who? Why don't we just go for American? Cause I yeah, don't, standard I American. I don't think you can do it. Yeah. Oh, maybe you do like a Southern drawl for Brittany. If you can do Britney, do Britney. Otherwise, oh, okay, like a oh, like a yeah. southern drawl. Um, is she southern? I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like a country star, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. They're from, they're from um, Georgia, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. South. South. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, it's where the devil's southeast, from, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, three child. <laughs> I'm gone. Three childhood best friends and a guy they just met take a road trip across the country. Finding themselves and their friendship in the process. Literally sounds like uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'll give myself an applause. <laughs> I thought you see Matthew McConaughey again. I'm sure you pie all you. I'm still chuckling at the devil being from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just thinking as well, we missed out Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. Donald uh, Glover. Yeah. 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 Uh, I couldn't think of his real name. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a jack of all trades, though, yeah. isn't he? 
Hey man, well man. Anyway, uh, Dave, would you like to kick off proceedings, please? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So, okay. In in all fairness, I know nothing about this film. I know it came out around about the millennium or something like that. I think uh, Britney Spears is in it. I know that much. I don't got a clue about anything else about this film. So I'm prepared to be enlightened. So uh, yeah, this one genuinely is up for grabs and could go anyway. So uh, take it away, Gav. Lovely stuff. Okay, right, Crossroads. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an understanding as to what it's about. Crossroads follows three young friends who bury a time capsule and make a pact to open it on their high school graduation ceremony. Fast forward 10 years and the friends have drifted away. Britney Spears' Lucy is the school valedictorian with a promising future in medicine lined up. Uh, Zoe Saldana's Kit is the bitchy prom queen. And uh, t- um, t- Tyron? T- Tyron? Tyron. Taryn, yeah. is it Taryn? Yeah, yeah. Taryn Manning's Mimi is a pregnant social outcast. However, they all stick to the pact and meet up to dig up the time capsule. From then on, they agree to take part in a road trip to LA. Mimi is hoping to audition for an American Idol style show before she gives birth, so she doesn't have any regrets later in life. Kit wants to come along to surprise her fiance in LA as he was unable to come back home for the summer, and Lucy wants to tag along so she can take a detour and visit her mother who abandoned her and who she hasn't seen for years. Along the way, the friends reconnect, they share personal stories and become better people. Now, I am very well aware of the terrible reputation that this film has, and after watching it, I was genuinely surprised by it all. I thought that it was actually a pretty decent film and no way deserving of the negative reviews that it's got. Now, the plot is, you know, it's a simple one. Your standard road trip with a hefty dollop of sharing and self-discovery. A bit like, you know, Stand By Me, but with with girls. Uh, Or, you know, countless other ones, essentially. However, the script is a hell of a lot more original than I ever expected. I expected this to be sort of like like a cookie cutter film for young girls, but with some, you know, subject matter that was just very sort of plain. Uh, however, I was like, really, really surprised by the subject matter that was covered. It was pretty adult, to be honest, including um, wanting to find the right person and moments to lose your virginity, uh, overbearing parents, mental and physical abuse, uh, parental abandonment, teen pregnancy, miscarriage and date rape, all of which I think are covered in a really mature and engaging way. It also helps that these subject matters are highlighted via some incredibly likable and well-written characters um, de- delivered by some really talented performers, but... I'll go into more detail about that in the second point. Um, but even though there are some really adult and um, very real themes covered, the film never is too far away from being fun and lighthearted, whether it's the journey itself and the singing, bickering and laughter between the characters, all the stops that they make along the way, taking part in karaoke competitions and having fun at the beach. The film perfectly captures the coming of age experience that is a requisite to this genre. But, in, uh, in so many other films is often so easily missed I, it effortlessly highlights the twists and turns and highs and lows of teenage girl friendships and one thing i actually genuinely really enjoyed about this film was that it didn't patronize the characters or the audience i think the characters were fleshed out and believable and they weren't just stereotypes it demonstrated that teenage girls are a lot more layered and have a lot more to them than just hair makeup shoes and boys they are people too uh, you know, they have experiences, many of them experience the same hardships and hurt that adults do as well. But often in films, especially like these coming of age ones, they don't, they're not portrayed as such. They're portrayed as, as I said before, just sort of like airheads, you know, just into makeup and boys. I think that this film spoke to its audience and that the movie's only real crime was the the audience that it was speaking to wasn't the ones who would be providing the movie's reviews. So delving into the reviews on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, I saw a hell of a lot of negative remarks from 
essentially middle-aged men <laughs> and it just reminded me which of the, is surprising because from the opening scene it seems like it was really geared for them <laughs> I know, exactly <laughs> this is this is this is what i just found unbelievable it reminded me a lot of the, the backlash that ghostbusters received but the thing is is just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that it's shit and and that, that's essentially my tagline for this film <laughs> let me just let me just digest that one a minute <laughs> like you know it, the film is not meant for you know middle-aged white men you know what i mean and just because they didn't like it doesn't mean that it's it's a bad film i, I think this is this is a very good film with a very positive message and I think it covers a hell of a lot of decent subject matter as well. And there are so many more decent aspects to this film, including, like, as I said before, a really well-written script, good editing as well, um, competent directing, engaging performances, and well, obviously, Road Trip, a fantastic soundtrack, which includes a healthy amount of Britney, NSYNC, and Shania Twain. All in all, this will definitely make you want to watch this baby one more time. <laughs> Don't know what kind of soundtrack you're thinking of there. <laughs> that was. What you want, what, what, like, you're not telling me that, man. I feel like a woman. If that came on the radio, you wouldn't sing along. Shania to it. Twain's the one I'll let you have there. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm sing. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually uh, concede this thing after the soundtrack. The soundtrack's all right. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. I, I would say genuinely good. Road trip worthy. How about what the uh, the rest of what he said? How's uh, how's that stack up? Well, I was going to use exactly the same uh, tagline at the end, but with a slight change of words. And uh, I would hope that you didn't hit this one more time this is <laughs> you don't want to watch this more than once um so let's just start at the beginning so yeah the three three best friends it starts in a it's actually not incredibly well shot but i'm gonna give it off because like it's from 2002 and um and i also watched the uh the legitimate blu-ray um version <laughs> so um so quality was um you know was was top notch on um on a large screen um but it's dark. It's not incredibly well shot. It's three kids, best friends, and they. Um, so you're setting a scene. These three kids grew up together. They bury some memories. Fast forward eight years later. I'm not sure how many years right, later. About but, 10, I but then um, they hate each other. They're, they're falling apart. They they're not friends whatsoever. Like, and it actually starts with a bit of a fight, a bit of a bitchiness in the in the hallway, um, and then they bit of shit. The characters get fleshed out quite well. Very quickly, you understand who everyone is because they are stereotypes from the start. And I go with Gav that, you know, they, they change throughout the, the film, but not in a character art sort of way, more in a suddenly I've got a completely different mindset than I had, you know, 10 minutes ago. I'm just going to uh, totally, totally change my views there. And I don't know whether that's just because it's MTV, MTV movie for MTV generation, but it's, it felt as though... There was no. They didn't stick with a premise for for incredibly long. This was a. This was very much an advert for Britney Spears to get to get films out uh, to get um, to get more more songs out. Um, I can't believe Gav said it's in no way deserving of its negative reviews. This this film was pretty much MTV fodder, and it was a way of getting political views across to teens in such a way about the whole waiting for. So it, in one scene, the opening scene, in fact, is Britney Spears. In her underwear, mm. dancing around a room. This is the opening scene you were referring opening, to yeah, before, yeah, right? Which is, yeah. which is, yeah, it's just middle-aged white man fodder. Yeah, right? to be honest, like, that was yeah. what everything MTV had been wanting right up to that point. That's what Britney Spears was all about for them. Just trying to sex sells, and that's how they opened. The, that's how they opened the, the film, and then, um, then she's promoting within you know a couple of scenes later. No, it's all about abstinence. Then a few scenes later than that, they say, 
oh no, we need to look really sexy because we need to win some money. So they're back to being as sexy as they can possibly be. And then a little bit later, no, no, you've got to wait. Then she's got her pregnant mate and um, everyone's down on her because she's pregnant. So she's getting, she's getting uh, picked on in the school. She's uh, like trailer trash. So she's 17, she's pregnant. Everyone's against her. And then there's a little bit of nice moments where the girls rally around her, best mates. So the story is, oh, it doesn't matter that you're pregnant. And then you're not allowed to get, everyone's against her trying to get an abortion. And then um, a little bit later, it doesn't matter anyway, she falls down the stairs, so you haven't got your child anymore. She doesn't mention ever getting an abortion. Like, yeah, they talk about that. They talk about that in the shop. She, she, and they're all like, oh, how are you going to bring the child up all on your own? She's not thinking about her future. She's not doing whatever. That's... Yeah, yeah, but she's about eight months pregnant. She can't have an abortion at that point. You know, she, she's she's having the baby. You know, I mean, that's the reason that she's going to LA. She wants this sort of like last hurrah because she knows that once she has the baby, she's going to be like very tied up uh, for the next few years at least. And she's saying well, while she's young now, she wants to go to, uh, you know, LA. LA do this audition prove that she can do it you know what i mean even if if she like has to turn the record uh label down you know and and go and have the baby she just wants to prove that she can do it okay well um, we'll go for that i I must have missed that as a as a a vibe but that's fine i'll I'll go with it i can i can see that this premise and i actually thought there was some uh go with gav as well they tried to deal with some really um hard-hitting issues i felt it was a little bit i don't know it's just a bit of a mismatch it was a light-hearted film for you know 25 minutes 30 minutes then boom here's a like out of left field uh thing you know mum mum left her when she was three that was a weird thing as well how the chat so britney's mum leaves when she's three britney's talking about all of these um these memories of her mum. It's, it's like plows galore it's just it is a simple film simple plot but well, i'll see i will, I will remind you that captain dave has got like a memory from when he was about like three seconds old so you probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the on me. i can barely remember what i had for tea <laughs> but um so, i mean regardless so she, she goes to visit her mom um by the way the cast incredibly good in this yeah it's a star-studded cast you would be absolutely surprised how many... As, as in the performances are good or as no, in the the, uh, the, are, the billing is good? The performance are not great. The billing is amazing. But I don't think necessarily the acting is bad. I think actually it's the script that is bad. I think the topics that are dealt with are brought up well and I think they've really tried hard. But it's clunky. It's it's slow. I mean, I don't think Britney is the worst actor, you know, in, in the, the film. She's not a good actor, but it's not... Like it's better than some of the films we put on the the hit list acting wise, you know. Uh, but the actual film itself is just woeful. It's um, the characters really are stereotypes as you're going through. And and like I was saying before about this, um, it doesn't really it doesn't fi- really feel good. It's not it's not a happy film. As you're going through, they go on this little road trip because they all have got these dreams that they put in the box. So she goes to visit her mum. Her mum turns around and says, I didn't even want you anyway. You were a mistake. Don't know why you've come to visit me. So then they move on to the next place. They go to LA. So they go visit um, uh, Kit's boyfriend or fiancé. Turns out that um, he's been cheating on the entire entire time he's been at college. So um, so that's a bad move there. So there's her dream. Her entire dream is to get married, by the way. So... Um, you know, thinking, thinking big. 
Um, whereas the others are like, no, she has to go I, and visit I, the world. I, no, I think the thing is, is that she's like sort of narrow-minded in that aspect and that all she wants to do is get married and then she finds out along the way that, you know, there's more to life than that. And then when she finds out that her boyfriend or fiancé has been cheating on her the entire time, she's like, well, you know what, fuck him, I don't need him. And that's her bit of self-discovery, that's her character arc, that's her, you know, development. Okay, well, then we then we get to the other one, and uh, we get to um, Taryn's uh, character, and um turns out she's got stage fright. She doesn't even get to do the... Um to do the, sh- the show anyway um also when we find so then this is what like with the bit i was talking about as well so they bring in the whole rape aspect but it's like it's just out of nowhere suddenly oh yeah by the way um and, and it was kit's uh fiance so you're like oh shit what the fuck's going on here this is um but instead of calling the police instead of actually dealing with it properly it's just punches them and then they walk off you know walk off she falls down the stairs and then they end up in the hospital and and then so you think, oh shit, this is this is pretty bad. Dad comes up, uh, Lu- Lucy's dad. So Britney Spears' dad comes all the way from Georgia to pick them up, and then um, she's um, Lucy. So Britney Spears is like, oh, you know, actually, I might I might do that audition after all. So the the happily ever after story is for Britney Spears. She she goes off. So after all of this hubbub, you know, we find out that that her mate's been raped. We find out the boy was by the other girl's fiance. Um, everyone else has had a really shit time, but it's okay because Britney Spears goes and does the goes and does the audition, um, and then it ends with a um, with like a Britney concert and a load of bloopers. Like the best thing going for it is that it's only an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you could easily watch it, you know, in between showers or something. <laughs> How many showers do you think I have? I think he was talking more about himself. (laughs) Maybe that could go under Gav's review. (laughs) You can watch this in between showers. Yeah, anyway, it was... It's. I I can't really... I can't put any more to it. It's it's a film. (laughs) (laughs) You'll you'll give it that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gav, did you have something to add there? Yeah, I mean, most of what I was saying there is bollocks, to be honest. (laughs) And I, the, the thing about the date rape... Are you telling me you can't watch it between shows? No, I, I tried. And I tried watching Jaw in the shower, but it was so entertaining that I had to just tell myself off and, and pay attention. Um, but like the whole thing about the date rape, that is kind of hinted at throughout. You know, in fact, the first time that we meet Mimi, she is um, talking about, you know, the fact that um, it might not have been the guy that she was with, that she was dating at the time. It might have been somebody else. And this very sort of like... Oh, how how did how did she become pregnant and she doesn't want to talk about it and then there's a scene later on where they're all connecting around the campfire and they're all sharing personal stories and she is talking to um kit and she's having a heart to heart and she says you know it, that's when it's revealed this entire film she's been perceived as this like trailer trash person so she sort of like plays up to that identity a little bit and you know it turns out that she's never even had a drink um and that um Okay, yeah, sorry. I thought that like everything had just gone off, but my light bulb's just blown. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. and, and then it turns out nice like this. It's quite atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do all our podcasts yeah, in yeah. the dark. Can you yeah. turn your phone on as well, Dave? I'll be able to see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is ominous. Yeah, I like it. Sorry, Gav. Continue. Yeah, yeah. We just had a blackout, by the way, in case anyone's wondering what happened. Just keep <laughs> your hands where I can see them, please. Just saying that you know, like I think that everybody is is very well rounded off the characters. You know, like me realizes towards the end that you know she is she she's more than she's given herself credit for throughout 
and that you know uh, and kit's character as well she realizes that she's more than just a boyfriend uh, lucy's character she had this really overbearing father she had this like kind of thing in her mind where she needed to be the perfect person to lose her virginity to the right person she needed to become a doctor and then she realizes that what she actually wants is to pursue a, a career in, in music because you know she's been writing poetry throughout the entire thing i think you know it all just comes together pretty well okay that was that was quite a clunky bit though wasn't it when she reads out um not a girl um or not yet a woman as, as a poem that was quite uh, uh that was quite the scene she reads that out as a, well, the lyrics to that as yeah a poem. yeah yeah no, was, because uh, originally she, she was writing lots of poetry and the guy that they go on the trip with whose, whose car it is he's a musician he puts music to it as like a gift to her and she she really likes it so and, and then you and know, then it becomes yeah. the hit single it does yeah, yeah. okay well, yeah, that's what cool. that's what she performs at the end. Yeah, okie dokie. Right, um, <laughs> I've heard uh, a couple of contrasting things there. To be honest with you, like I say, I've I've never seen this film, so I don't know what to think. Uh, Gav says one thing, Ozzy says another. Joel, I'm going to need you to help me out here. Uh, one of the things I want to hear about: we're all in agreement. The film tackles uh, some quite impressive issues. To be honest with you, some quite adult issues, um, heavier stuff than I, I honestly thought Crossroads would be dealing with. To be fair, uh, does it handle those issues well? In your opinion? Um, I think Ozzy hit the nail on the head when he mentioned uh, the term stereotypes. So that all the characters pretty much are stereotypes, I would say. To be, you know, to give Gav credit, I think like they do try and tackle the topics and maybe you deserve plus points for doing that. But it's just done in like a really, really strange way. Like Austin said, the plot is just kind of all over the place. And I think the screenplay is just uh, to blame for that. Um, but you know to be fair Gav mentioned about the bad reviews and I actually agree with him on that score I actually did a little bit of research into it myself and some of the reviews actually go past you know saying oh this is bad they go into like the hateful category where it's just like people just literally spouting you know bile at the film just for no reason Uh, yeah I think think a lot of the hate it gets mm. critic wise is because it's Britney Spears um it's not nearly as bad as some of the reviews say, but it's um, it, it, it is. I'd say it was disappointing as far as I, I think. If I were Britney Spears, yeah, probably would have been disappointed with how I, that I turned read, out. I read one critic's review and they said that they didn't even watch it because it was that bad. And I was like, well, how can you give a review on it if and give it a rating if you didn't it, even watch it? You know, seriously, yeah, yeah. So th- there's a lot of stuff like that going around about the film, which I thought was just crazy. Um, and it isn't as bad as people make it out, and. You know, it's Britney Spears' first go, and there's been a lot of pop stars out there who've done films which are a lot worse than this, I think. But the subject matter which they cover and the way it's done is pretty fucking bad, to be fair. <laughs> so not, not much redeeming features there. Okay, so I can... Uh, one more question for you, Joel. I appreciate that a lot of uh, criticism was leveled at this film, undeservedly. Uh, like Gav said, probably because the majority of critics out there are far from this film's target audience, and maybe because you know uh, Britney being the, the I suppose icon of the, of the time, she was at her peak. I would say around uh, two thousand two, was she not? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they probably did uh, unleash hell on her a little bit undeservedly. But what I really want to know, and I, I put this to all three of you, to be fair, would this film have been as successful as it was, or has been uh, such a big deal? If it didn't have Britney Spears in it, would we still be talking about Crossroads now? I, I if think it hadn't been for just coming back to a point Ozzy mentions, you know, the cast is great, but it's only great when you look back at it now. Like Zoe Saldana, oh, yeah. that was like one of her first films, I think. 
Uh, obviously, Britney Spears. It was her debut. Um, who else is in it? Kim Cattrall, is it? Kim Cattrall. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was, that was. She was right in the middle of Sex and the City. Then, when she that was, she was. Super was it popular. not before? Yeah, it was around that era. And then uh, I think Justin Long as well. Justin it, Long, he, yeah, yeah. Kind of very early on in his career. So I think a lot of the actors at that time they weren't like massive names. But it doesn't appear to have done them any damage, really. Exactly. Uh, the thing is, is that I think that they were... Uh, if it wouldn't have had Britney Spears in, I think it would have been a hell of a lot better reviewed and received. I think like when you look over Britney Spears, this is this is off topic, but the amount of shit that Britney Spears has got over a career, it's just ridiculous. I mean, if, if you remember that South Park episode where um, they, they went into you know Britney Spears and the the kind of the hatred that she faced in the press is is just sometimes a bit ludicrous. I, 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 I don't I, understand I totally, where it comes from. I I totally agree there that I think she gets a bad a bad rap. But like when we're going back onto the film in here, it felt as though at times it, it really was the director trying to shoehorn mm. a Britney song well, into a script. And you know they, they deal with a lot of topics, a lot of, like so many teen topics, which I think is the whole point of MTV, isn't it? That's why yeah, yeah. they've made a film. And that's their audience. Um, but at times, maybe too many and not dealt with in enough, uh, uh, you know, enough detail. But be, and also because they're trying to shoe on a, a Britney song relatively related mm. to a topic. Well, well, once um, again, I disagree. I, I liken this to Stand By Me, right? Because Stand By Me covers the same thing. There's, there's, you know, four lads having a good time. They have a laugh and a joke. They sit around the campfire. They talk about, you know, funny stories. But they also talk about some really hard-hitting aspects as well, you know, like being abused by their parents. They, you know, discover a dead body. You know, they're bullied. And, you know, those things are peppered throughout the, the story, but they're not like main focus points, are they? It's more about them becoming friends and building this relationship. And I think that, you know, Crossroads does the exact same thing. Maybe not as well, but, you know, you're, you mentioned that you wanted to see more of one aspect or another, you know, more focus on the teen pregnancy or this. I think if you would have, then it wouldn't have had that sort of, because uh, it's got a good tonal feel for me. It's sort of like a light, fun film that covers heavy aspects as well if you would have concentrated too much on those heavy aspects then you wouldn't have had that balance and maybe it would have been you know it it wouldn't have been good tonally and Mm. and you you mentioned before about the songs i I think sometimes it is a little bit shoehorned but then you think about a lot of road trip movies and music is essential to it and just the only difference here is instead of it being music done by somebody else that they sing along to, sometimes it's music done by Britney Spears that they sing along to. Okay, I don't really want to interrupt this back and forth because this is quite informative, but um, in the interest of time, uh, have you guys got second points to, to work into the uh, the conversation? Have you got a second? A second I'm main just, topic? And we'll yeah, I was just going to go more, yeah. uh, more about the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Austin said that it is a great cast, and I think that it, it is a very, very good cast. But they also deliver really fantastic performances as well. I think the characters are really well written and the performances that are involved are really great as well. So similar to most roast trip... Have you ever seen a film about a roast trip? <laughs> it's, it's basically a journey to find the perfect roast dinner. Um, see, are, that, the, that is a film I would watch twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So there's not a wealth of characters involved. The bulk of the action basically revolves around four characters. And sometimes I think these movies can struggle due to, you know, ingenuine relationships or poor performances and not many supporting characters there to take the focus away. And seeing the reviews beforehand, I thought that this was going to be the exact same. However, as I mentioned before, I thought all the performances were very, very decent, especially with how uh, mature and likable Britney Spears' performance was. I mean... 
I know that I don't know if she had too much experience beforehand in films. I think she was in a couple of like maybe Mickey Mouse shows or something. Um, but she, I, I thought she gave a really, really good performance. She plays this small town girl who's being pressured into a career as a doctor by her overprotective father. And she was abandoned by her mother at a young age, as he said before, and that's why she's doing the road trip. As a character, I think she was very well written with more than enough backstory and traits needed to make a connection with her. Um, she also has an cre- incredible amount of character development as well. She breaks free from her dad's overbearingness. She reconnects with her friends. She discovers what she wants to do in life. She finds love and personal happiness. Um, admittedly, you know, she was a little bit wooden at, at certain points. Um, and I think those points, surprisingly for me, came around the songs. I don't know whether she, it was, it was a case of, you know, she's so used to performing her songs in front of a live audience and maybe this time performing them uh, filmed, you know, where they have to do several different takes. Maybe that's where it lost a little bit of the spark. But her actual acting, I thought was superb. There's one particular scene later on in, in the film when her mother informs her that she doesn't ever want to see her again. And the following scene in which she relays that information to her friends, I thought was just incredibly well acted. For somebody who's never acted before, this is her first big shot. Uh, and the majority of, of scenes involving her and the rest of the group as well, I, I thought they were extremely believable and endearing. Not, not one moment I think that none of these people were friends. Um, Joel mentioned Zoe Saldana. She plays Kit. Um, I think her character isn't a stereotype. I think it is well-written. I mean, maybe it starts off that way. You're introduced to her and she's sort of like bitchy, preening prom queen. But after the road trip, um, she she you know, undergoes a, a, probably the most development, I'd say. She's allowed to, herself to open up to others. She recognizes her own faults and her poor behavior. She reconnects with her friends and she stands up for herself and her friends against their douchebag cheating boyfriend. Um, I think she delivers a really good performance. As Although her character is very bitchy to start with, she's never really unlikable. You know, I, I didn't find at any point during the film that I didn't like her character. And I think that's due to Zaldana's natural performance. And, you know, she also expertly delivers some really tough emotional scenes as well. She recounts um, the struggle with her weight, um, her, her, her relationship with her abusive mother, and realizing that her fiancé has not only been cheating on her, but also date-raped her friend as well. I mean, these are some really tough scenes uh, for a young actress to, to portray. Um, and speaking of, of that scene in particular, um, Taryn Manning's um, character Mimi, she is also really, really incredibly uh, well written. I mean, um, she's great at playing a troubled teen, and she essentially that's all she's done then and since. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what else she's thinking about? Orange of the, oh, right, yeah. the New Black. It's the same character, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I was thinking that. Like towards yeah. the end, I was like, "Oh man, this could be a good tie-in." Um, yeah. No, but but you know, it, if, if she's playing um, a, I mean, a she troubled teen, well. no, I don't yeah. get me wrong. I think she does it well. I think that I think the actors generally were well placed for their role. Yeah. Um, Okay, I found Dan Aykroyd massively annoying as a character, so the, the way it was written. Um, but I, I get the, I get, I understand the reasons for you know. There's, I'm sure um, the direction has been dealt with in a certain fashion, and it's for a certain audience, and that's you know that's great. It's because, but he he really is like comic book dad, and you know overpowering mm. dad. Is Dan Aykroyd Britney Spears' dad? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 he's. I don't mean he's, there, was, there was that bit toward the end. Actually, he's massively annoying. He's shouting at her for. Um, oh, sorry, let me just go back a second as well. We talked about um, the characters being massively believable, but from the off, you're meant to believe that um, that Britney Spears is valedictorian. So, like, incredibly smart, incredibly, um, uh, you know, like she's well behaved and and pristine and whatever. And then I get that the idea is that it's her dad that's that's put this upon her. But um, then you're meant to believe that she's going to have a great career as a doctor. Yeah. Um, 
but it just it just doesn't feel believable. Like well, when, when, when do you not believe that though? From from the off, from the talk about the first thing she's talking to her um, her lab partner her boyfriend for is um, about the difference between frogs and toads or something like that. And he's telling her, her how you'll know the difference between a frog and a toad. And yet she's the, the like the cleverest in the class. And then there's a little moment a bit later when they're counting up the money and um, to work out whether they've got enough money for the road trip. Within seconds, she's like, yeah, we haven't got enough money, guys. Like she, like it took us, Winnie Stag, took us nearly half an hour to work out how much we had to pay. Yeah, but bearing in mind, we were absolutely bladders. Yeah, I was going to say, we had been drinking a long time at that point. Yeah, and, and to be... That. This, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> but there's so many points later on where she does show, like, her maturity and her intelligence. You know, when the car breaks down, she's able to kind of pinpoint exactly what it is. She's able to uh, sum it up as well and say, I reckon it's going to cost this amount. Well, you know? I mean, I, I get that, because then that's... I mean, that's... I was going to... Be a bit flipping there, but that that is to tie back into her dad as a mechanic. So yeah, it makes sense that she would have learned that. Okay. But also like yeah. really okay. organized and structured when it comes to their road trip. She's saying no, we need to stay in this, this, this. We need to have this amount of money. You know, we need to spend this much on that day on food, petrol, whatever. You know, she, she's able to do all that within her head. Uh, yeah, I think I think she is believable. And um, yeah, Ozzy mentioned Dan Aykroyd. Surprisingly, I think Dan Aykroyd is the weakest performance in it. Um, it's not that he's he's not good. He's just not as good as the other ones. I think he, he maybe was, he was by far the most annoying in it. I mean, luckily he isn't in it that yeah. much, really. But I just think um, it's because his character, as Ozzy said before, I think he is the only one that is a bit of a stereotype. He's just sort of that, of that narrow-minded, tunnel-visioned. Um, overbearing parents okay I'm going to move this along now so we don't end up discussing crossroads for longer than we discuss <laughs> pulp fiction but, um, <laughs> Joel I'd like your opinion on all this please um, I, I'm getting contrasted I know you said stereotypes before so I think I know which side of the argument uh, you come down on there um, but what do you make of uh, what Gav's saying about the well let's say Britney Spears in particular uh, and her portrayal I think you, you agree with Austin that there's a couple of stereotypes in the supporting cast but what do you think about Britney's performance how does she fare um, she's a bit She's not as bad as people make out. Like a, like we've already said, she she's just taken so much shit for like no reason really. Um, she is bad. Like it, it, I think it's pretty obvious. You know, she doesn't do another film. Um, whether that's you know because of she didn't like the response she got or because of this performance, I don't know. But she, she is bad. You know, but I think the screenplay is so bad that you know it didn't really help her. She didn't really have a chance. I would say. Can I put in two seconds? I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, want to go for it. Why did they get in that fucking car with a guy they thought was a killer? Oh, see, that was a bit of a joke. So, so the guy who's, who's driving them, he is a musician. He's going to LA. It's his car. He's essentially driving them all the way there. Uh, and there's this rumor right in the beginning that he's been in prison. And it's like Chinese whispers sort of thing of prom. And it's like, oh, you know, why was he in prison? Oh, it turns out he's, he's killed a guy. And they find that information out on the way so, so, so they're like uh, maybe like a third of the way through their journey and then they find this information out and then they start you know distancing themselves from bear them, in mind and... that they get in the car to cross the country yeah with a guy they don't know well you know one yeah. of the one of them knows and uh, Mimi yeah. knows him and, and she's vouching for him and also they're not friends anymore that's worth knowing as well okay. people that you've been anyway I was I was I was another... told about plot holes yeah, yeah. another yeah. Um, another good cameo though is the band is uh, Bowling for Soup in it it is, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of, uh, of their songs yeah. to play as well. As I said yeah. before, great soundtrack. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Fair enough. 
Okay, I genuinely have quite a lot to consider here. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how this episode was going to go, to be honest with you. you but it was um, going to be cut and, cut, and, um, cut and dry. I thought it had the potential to be. I'm actually uh, pleasantly surprised. So yeah, I genuinely have quite a bit to consider. Um, and I believe Joel is going to entertain us in the meanwhile. I am, but are we doing closing arguments first? Oh shit, yeah. yeah. Closing yeah. arguments, do, do, gentlemen. Do, do we need closing arguments? We've, we've had a long Gav's, discussion about I, it. I'm but I'm going to let Gav do a closing argument because he's clearly put a lot if of If you don't sing this. it into a Britney <laughs> song, then... It's, it's not Britney, no, I'm sorry. Right? I, I, I can't even remember how it goes. It's been so long since I've uh, It's not a Britney it. song. Right, no, 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 it's not. Right, you ready? Um, a good story starts in Georgia. A good road trip. Ends in California. <laughs> what so heck? Saldana, Britney Spears. <laughs> Great acting is met with some booze. Should be cheers. Crossroads, take me home. <laughs> A good film that's done no wrong. <laughs> A great story with a teenage mama. Take me home, crossroads. <laughs> What did John Denver ever do to you, Calvin? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> he deserves that. Well, that was that was that was lovely. Thank you. Don't Thank mind you, you sure you don't want to? Um... Hey, go on, I'll go do a very quick one. Yeah, go right. for it. Um... So th- this film is is not as bad as critics make out. I'll, I'll give it that. It's, um, it's it's had a lot of hard press, but mainly because of Britney. Um, but it's not a good film. It's it's easy enough to watch. It doesn't take very long. Um, it's it's an odd one. It doesn't it doesn't stick with a with a feeling throughout. The happy ending is not really a happy ending when you actually pay attention to the storylines. Um, the sentiment of the film does not reflect what you actually see. The storylines on there, the it's, the plot is all over the place. The acting is not great, but not terrible. It's just it's just a film. It's just a thing. Okay. Yeah. It's all I've got. I'd love to be more flippant about it, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a thing. I don't think Gav has, yeah. the, has the gong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you very much, gents. Uh, I still have a lot to consider. That has not changed. Uh, so, Joel, do you want to do the uh, the quiz? Yep. So, the first question is kind of uh, a, a little bit open ended. Really, it's it's up to you guys to to throw uh, some films at me. But the, the actual film Crossroads. Despite the negative reviews, it was actually a box office success. Um, grossed over sixty-one million in three months, which actually isn't that bad. Um, so I decided to do a bit of research on bad movies that were also box office hits. So I've got around kind of ten films here, which have got at the moment um, under thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So you guys have just got to spitball some films at me, and bear in mind these are all from like the last kind of ten to fifteen years. Um, so obviously whoever gets the most uh, will be the winner in, in this question. So what, shit uh, films that made money? Didn't that Spider-Man one make loads of money? Didn't we talk about that? Spider-Man 2? Uh, Spider-Man 3, no. you mean? It's the 3. No, that's not oh, on That there. was a great film. We, we decided that. <laughs> <laughs> so under 30%, remember. Under okay. 30%. Suicide Squad? Is what? Did that make money? Well, it's over 30%. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Um, Oh shit! I'll, I'll give you a clue one of the Transformers films. Yeah, I was going to say I'll give you a clue to start off with. A lot of these are franchises. So okay, okay. what about Indiana right. Jones and the Crystal no. Skull? Oh yeah, maybe. Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers: The Dark Knight or, or the, the the Last Knight. Okay, so we've got Transformers: Age of Extinction, which is nineteen percent. That made over a billion. Transformers: Revenge wow. of the Fallen. A billion. 
is on 18%. That made over 900 million. Man, that's mad, uh, isn't it? Dave mentioned Twilight. We've got Breaking Dawn, uh, which is on 25%, which made 750 million. And New Moon, which is on 28%, and made 800 million. Wow. What about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3, or, or 4 and 5? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, 807 million. That's on 30%. So we're missing two new films, one of which I think we all very much hate and we've put on trial. Prometheus? No. Jurassic World? No. Think. I love that. I love Jurassic think, World. Think uh, Spandex. Oh, uh, um, Justice League? The what? close. What the hell? Spider-Man. Batman versus, Batman versus Superman. Superman. Yes, that 873.6 million, that's 27%. What the hell? But the one that you're missing, come on, it's like... Spandex. It's absolute Spandex. shit, and we put it on trial. Suicide Squad, 746. That was said. I said Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, Austin yeah. started it, and you said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, screw you all. So, <laughs> question, two, question two. Um, yeah, Again, you're just going to have to guess here. As of 2018, what is Britney Spears' net worth? Oh, it must be lower than last year. As of last year. I don't know. She had a lot of endorsements. Higher or lower than 20 billion. 20 million. 20 billion. (laughs) (laughs) So lower than. I'm going to say 17 million. She did do that very successful Vegas stint. Um, I reckon maybe higher. I reckon about 38 million. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty three million. You're all well off two hundred and fifteen million. She's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know how much a million pounds is. And, uh, and you guys are making money, me feel sorry for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, with that Vegas was about seventy five million, but what I thought it? that was probably paying off. Debts. I was thinking overheads. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So question three: A year after Crossroads, Zoe Saldana starred in a Disney Smash movie. What was it? Oh, Smash movie. Smash movie. We're uh, not talking Pirates of the Caribbean, are we? Yes. There we go. Oh, well done. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, okay, what is the full name of Dan Aykroyd's character in Ghostbusters? Ray... Raymond Stance. Yeah. Raymond Stance. Stance Dave's uh, got it. Uh, Justin Long starred in Justice, uh, Jeepers Creepers around the same time, <laughs> but what was first? Crossroads or Jeepers Creepers? I went to watch Jeepers Creepers with uh, Matty Dean. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ozzy. I think... I think did you hear that, America, if you're listening? Googling, I think, I think Jeepers Creepers... Okay. I'm going to say Crossroads came first. I'm going to say Crossroads as well. It was Jeepers Creepers 2003? Okay, Jeepers Creepers 2001, yeah. Crossroads 2002, Jeepers Creepers would, 2, 2003. That would make more sense, so, actually. Yeah. In, in Crossroads the, was in a Jeepers Creepers sandwich. And in, the, <laughs> in the timeline of mine and Matty's, <laughs> you know, that would make more sense. Okay, so question six. Mariah Carey also released a really bad film. Oh, shit, yeah. Can anybody name it? And which of the two films was considered the better effort? Is it Sparkle? Sprinkle? Glitter? You, you're close. Glitter is right and i think Glitter. everyone thinks crossroads is better yeah so everyone thinks crossroads is better which tells you how shit that film must be. <laughs> maybe that's for another episode um, I, I hope not so <laughs> the director of this film uh female director tamra davis has never directed another film since true or false mm, i'm gonna say um, i'm gonna say unfortunately true yeah i'm gonna say unfortunately true as well it is true um, and then we've got two Britney-based questions to end on. How many UK albums, number one, has Britney had? Ooh, six. Four. Five. Zero. Wow, <laughs> really? really? How many UK number one singles has she had? Oh, Four. Fourteen. One. 
six. <laughs> and then finally, how many weeks has she spent at number one in the UK? Oh, four. I reckon. Oh, I if she had six singles, oh, I think she spent more than four so weeks. at least six okay, weeks. 17 weeks. I reckon 54 weeks in total. Uh, I'm going to say 22. Eight weeks. And, and fa- <laughs> fi- finally, there's, there's one small question which just absolutely blew my mind. How long has she spent in the top 25, in, sorry, in the top 75 in the UK? I'd say 20 years. Oh. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. Um, I reckon it must be like months and months and months. In yeah, weeks yeah. or in months and what, uh, what, whatever you in want to do. years. Give me. I reckon it's years. I reckon about um, 11 years. Eight years. In the top 75. Yeah. yeah, I reckon it's probably like, I'm going to say five years, yeah. They was very close. Seven and a half years she wow. spent in the top seven. Wow. Did you yeah. know that Mr. Brightside has never been out of the UK top 100? I know, it's mental. That's isn't really? It? It's yeah, mental. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Ever since it was released, it's been in the top 100. That is impressive. Yeah. It's probably just like accidental DJs <laughs> keep on deleting it from their playlists and <laughs> having to rebuy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you honestly think anybody is going out to a, to a night out these days? Here's that song and goes, what is this? <laughs> I need to go home and download this right now. <laughs> Maybe Brendan Watts' face is just making new iTunes accounts every day. <laughs> to be day. fair, it, take, it takes streaming into account now, guys. It's because DJs just have Spotify now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it, yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Joel. That was great. So, yeah, I really don't know what to make of this one, to be honest with you. This, this has surprised me. Uh, Crossroads' reputation preceded it, to be honest with you. And I think from what I've gathered here, uh, Crossroads' blessing and curse was the casting of Britney Spears. I think it may not have been as uh, noteworthy as it would have been without her in the leading role. And also it wouldn't have come in for a lot of the criticism that it came in for without her in the leading role. I think uh, we can all agree that a lot of the criticism was undeserved from what I've gathered here. I mean, I'll wait until I see the film next week to really make up my mind on that one. But yeah, from, uh, there seems to be pretty much general consensus that yeah, this film does not deserve quite a fair, a fair bit of the slack it is, of the grief it is given. Um, Performance-wise, I, I don't know what to make of it. I think the performances seem average at best. I don't think anyone um, really laid into the performances, but no one really says that they were outstanding either. I think they're just, uh, they're just kind of there. Character-wise, I don't know who to believe on this one. Gav made a very, very well-evidenced case, I'll say, to say the characters were actually quite well-written and deal with quite a few issues as well, which again, it quite impressed me. I did not expect that. Uh, but at the same time, I got uh, the counter of stereotypes from both Austin and from Joel saying that the characters don't really gel. They don't really um, fit the bill. They're maybe not as well written as they could or should have been. Uh, this has been a, tri- a tricky one. Uh, I've got to say, and I think <laughs> when all is said and done, I think I'm just going to have to Listen to Gav. I think I might give him this one. Because I am intrigued. What has swung it for me? Gav's face. I'm going to put it on the hit list. Wow. And what has got it for me is I am genuinely intrigued to watch the film now because its reputation did precede it. And I'm not saying it may be a good film, but I'm going to say Gav has done a very good job of defending it. Do you know know what? In in all absolute honesty, I actually... No, I actually um, agreed with a lot of Gav's points, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a good film. But it's not nearly as bad as, mm. as I was led to believe. And the bits about the characters 
all of the hints are there. So when you read the reviews and people say about the characters being really poorly written, and I, I thought the script was clunk, clunky, definitely, but there was all the hints throughout, mm-hmm. like you said about the, you know, the the characters. Are, are, there's some subtle hints that you know maybe wouldn't have been picked up on, but mm-hmm. I you know, spotted them and I wasn't paying full attention. I'm so genuinely intrigued. I don't know if I've made the right call here or not. Um, honest opinion, Gavin. Before Gav gives his opinion, I'm yeah. going to say. Every time we put a film on the hit list that Gav's prosecuted, he's yeah. lied through his face to us. So. <laughs> uh, is this the exception, Gav, or have I been hard? I will tell you right now that this is the exception. I fucking loved it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Honestly, like I, I thought it was going to be shit, right? Obviously, because I'd seen it's in like the bottom like a hundred films yeah, on iTunes. Like- I mean, IMDb. Everybody just goes on about how shit it is. Uh, so I sat down to watch it and. At, like it opens up as Ozzy said before with this scene of Britney Spears yeah, dancing in underwear and I was like for fuck oh yeah I forgot I, about that actually yeah. when I was so considering that, that very first scene I was like I have got this it's yeah. in the bag yeah. no problem that's like <laughs> I if, I just bring, if I just bring that up yeah. and then it's bound to happen again and it does happen a lot there's some there's a lot of gratuitous yeah, well, yeah, uh, I think shots of her but it happens like a couple more times later on in the film which yeah. I really really could have fucking done without it's yeah. bit, but as as he said, it's it's just like kind of put in there, you know. It's a sort of oh, this will be. I imagine anyway, as titillation yeah. for the male viewers. Um, I, I, I don't think it was it needed wasn't at all. Either, no. It could have been. But left yeah, out. after that first scene, I, I I was I was hooked. I was like, this is actually really good. You know, all the themes that it was discussing, I did not expect them at all. I didn't think that I'd be watching Crossroads and they'd be talking about teenage pregnancy and date rape and miscarriages. I was like, fucking hell, this is like some some serious stuff, and it's done in a really mature and delicate way. And Britney Spears, I think she gives a good performance, honestly. I, I would be, I, I really, I'm intrigued now to see w- what your reaction is. I'm intrigued to see what I think about this. Austin, what was your genuine <laughs> I, opinion? Or I actually it? enjoyed it, yeah. I didn't think it was nearly as bad as um, as, yeah. as the as it gets gets out. I, I wouldn't rush to go and watch it again, but I didn't, I'm, I didn't begrudge watching it this time around, to yeah. be honest with you. I found it quite difficult to, to, to give it a, a, a decent prosecution because it's, it's not that bad. I think what got me is Gav has put forward a very good, a very good defense there. But also, what got me is we all agreed that this film has been quite unfairly treated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I, I, I'm actually genuinely interested to, to watch this now and see what I thought. And that's always a sign of uh, an interesting film. Shall we say? You know, what I thought was really funny was because um, they must have got um, uh, what, what's a face from um, Carrie? What's it from Kim Cattrall? Kim 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 and. Um, it's, it's like she's in it for like literally like a minute and a half yeah, yeah. and then the the whole reveal of i didn't really want you as a as a child that doesn't actually happen on the screen does it so that just the scene just stops yeah yeah must have gone, oh actually guys i've got to go back to filming my my um my day job <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so she goes we need to have a talk and then it quits the scene and then it's just uh Britney spears it, knocking back at the mate's house to tell a story but it actually worked really yeah, well it was it really cleverly well. done um, that, otherwise you'd have heard scene. the story twice yeah exactly and, and it was just um it was really do- well done yeah, yeah i'm well. intrigued if you told me an hour ago i was about to put crossroads yeah. on the hill yeah. <laughs> i'd have been very like, skeptical th- like uh, to be honest, uh, in work today, a lot of people were saying that there's no way that's going on the hit list. And we I was might like, only have two fans after, <laughs> after this episode. But you know, I was I was talking to to one of my my friends about it today, and they were like, you know what? 
like you've got some really good points there you know i think that you can do this you can put this on the hit list and i was like oh, i was still apprehensive but you know what i'm, I'm glad to, i think it's gone the right way to be honest makes up for spider-man 3 yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it, does, it doesn't make up for fucking tango and cash there <laughs> anyway higher or lower i mean do we even have to do this no, it's definitely <laughs> lower yeah. you can pick any film that we've ever reviewed and this is going to be lower, isn't, it? Okay. isn't it like two point something <laughs> uh, well, it's not that way it's it's 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb or or a a 27 out of 100 on Metacritic which is so harsh as I said before reading some of those reviews it's just brutal for no reason you know anyway so so once again I put the poll up on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list crossroads should be placed on 83% fucking whopping (laughs) of our listeners decided that it should be placed on the shit list (laughs) right which I'm surprised because every fucking poll that we've done I'm going to say over the past four months it's been a hit hit, hasn't it and we've reviewed some pretty questionable films and this people were just like no no must be must be shit Um, or or maybe they've seen it maybe they know something (laughs) I don't know yeah well you know there are several other films called Crossroads so maybe they were confusing it with one of them Mm, I don't know (laughs) anyway before we adjourn the case it's time for a little caption contest so what i do here is i take a screenshot of the film and i put it on twitter and ask our friends and followers to provide a caption with the funniest one winning a frog shaped chocolatey treat okay and not this... really frog shaped though is it it's a kind of rectangle it's just got a frog in the rectangle is it i thought it was actually but it's like shaped. embossed isn't it you know so the frog is like an outline so it's like and and it is no, it i is, wouldn't say it's, i think it's got a shape a, like yeah, a frog no, it, it, it's it got has, shoulders has it got like legs it's, that come it's out got, of it it's got a head and shoulders i know he's resting on a it's a cartoon a frog I'll, you know we don't want to do false advertising yeah for the record if you're expecting like a frog with big legs and stuff you're not gonna get that Jesus yeah, it's not like a frog from harry potter world or anything like i've that. got to be fair i've never so. seen a frog wearing a baseball cap and carrying a skateboard <laughs> you know what you haven't lived a and, and b you know joel you could have pointed this out and let me guess a hundred episodes earlier like, <laughs> why, why are you bringing this up now <laughs> anyway. better late than never <laughs> Right, so, so the scene that I've picked is uh, the three of the friends sat in the car. Um, Zoe Saldana is giving her face as if to say she's unimpressed. And Britney Spears is looking over as if to say, what? Okay, so all you guys have got to do is pick your favorite one. Starting with, you're saying, I, once, once again, we've had so many of these. I'm just going to pick a few. I'm sorry, guys. Um, you're saying I can't rep a HBCU because I'm not black. How dare you? Um, I, I think that uh, historically black um, university is that. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, sorry, uh, that, I should, historically should... black college and university. There we go. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, look, I know the top is down, but whomever keeps passing gas needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, it, it, girl, enjoy being the lead in this movie. I smell a franchise in my future. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody, oh, oh yeah, okay, right. I'm just gonna ignore that one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ignore that one as well. <laughs> and that one. Uh, hey, if you're going to say I didn't put the right oil in, you're wrong. I used 10W30. And besides, motor oil would have nothing to do with this accident. I mean, fair play to that guy, I suppose. That's a lot of yeah. about it. Um, I've got this one that just says, girl. And then dot, dot, dot. I just wanted to hear Gav say it. <laughs> uh, this may be a convertible, but whichever one of you cut the cheese, that was bad. Um, did you just say Taylor Swift was the queen? Get out. Um, when you're in the drive-thru and your friend orders only a salad, but you know she's going to have one, she, sorry, she's going to want some of your fries and you ain't having none of that shit today. <laughs> uh, I have eyes. I can see the speed cameras. If you point out one more speed camera, I swear to God... 
Um, and yeah, I, I do that. I point out speed cameras. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, yeah, I did it again. So what? Oops. <laughs> and last one, when your friend uh, slept with one black guy and thinks she's an ally. <laughs> okay, so what do you reckon, guys? Um, I think the one I laughed most at there was the uh, the fries one. Your the friend fries orders one a salad. So much yeah. thought in it. Yeah, I'm going for that. Okay. So well done to our good friends, uh, Real Happy Horror uh, oh, Coffee Break. So um, yeah, I, to, to be honest, he messaged you the day that the last Fredo that we sent didn't even arrive. So I don't oh. know what's going on. I don't, I, I, I've been sending them. Make America great again. Get your postal service working. <laughs> we are sending this. The Royal Mail is sending these Fredos out willy-nilly. It's <laughs> airmail as well. I'm paying yeah. extra for, um, you know, customs checks. This is ridiculous. Unless the customs checks are so thorough that they're eating them to see if they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, th- 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 congratulations there, Bill. Uh, okay, and before we call it a day, we just wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends. Uh, sorry, I just dropped the, po- uh, the laptop. Uh, Cutaways Podcast. Uh, it's just two pals, Justine and Ashley, watch a new rom-com each week and then they review it. Uh, they're both very, very funny. And it's really in- interesting to hear their perspective on things as well. They mainly do classic movies and I definitely recommend checking out their review of the god-awful Love Actually. Or what you can do is you can hear their take on this very film because they've just done Crossroads recently as well. So it's, uh, why not go and check that out right after this? Uh, you can follow them on iTunes or on their website, thecutaways.com. And why not check them out on Twitter as well, at Cutaways Podcast. Okay, so our next film has been picked out of the hat at random during the episode, and it is Pokemon, the first movie. Um, I don't know if that's the title or if they're just specifying that it's the first one <laughs> of many Pokemon <laughs> movies. You ain't seen The Last of Us. <laughs> because there's other... Po- it's not this Pokemon movie now, is it? No, no, the it's, no, it's, no uh, they, they, put a, they, they put a date as well, like 1998 oh, okay. or something. Um, so, oh, is that the one with Pikachu crying at the end? Oh. I've no idea. I don't know what you're on about, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I've actually not seen it. So, so th- this was recommended to us by a new-ish sort of listener, um, Thomas Meehan, so, who I don't think is friends with you, Dave, is he not? No, no, he's not. Oh, well done. Well done, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for your suggestion, Thomas. Anyway, uh, all of the roles for Pokemon, the first movie, have been picked out of the hat at random, and in the role of defense is going to be Joel. In the role of prosecution, it's going to be Dave. So you're probably going to have to watch it before then, mate. Yep. Uh, character witness is going to be Ozzy and Judge is going to be me. Uh, gutted now I know that uh, Pikachu cries at the end. <laughs> uh, anyway, I uh, just wanted to say, uh, uh, this, is, this is going to be a good one for you as well, Joel, considering that you once owned all the Pokemon, didn't you? All 151 of them. Yeah, until they released like another thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Shout it out during your next karaoke competition. And uh, pass us over some of those tips that you collect in the jar as well. Uh, we're very grateful for them. Uh, just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many ears as possible. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Film Trials and check out our fantastic graphic artist Winston Sang at the underscore quirks. Also, check out our website, filmsontrial.co.uk. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly content. So, there you have it, guys. Crossroads is a hit, and we will be in your ears next week with Pokemon, the first movie. Goodbye. (laughs)